everyone come tune in it's Des Cooper and he stand on a couch critiquing they're the couch critics what up couch nation it's your boy <laughs> Cooper <laughs> giggling over here to my left is my friend Thess hello Silently judging to my right is my friend Easton. Yeah, that's me. And what's that? Do we hear a fourth? That's right. It's our first special guest ever. Please, everyone, welcome Kyler McCartney. Howdy there, cowboy. Little grub. Hey, guys. We found Kyler in the Make a Wish program. (laughs) And his one wish was to be on an episode of Couch Critics. Stage four cancer. No, Kyler's our good friend. We've all, we all lived together at one point. Well, no, Easton moved out at that point, so never mind. They lived in the same but room, took though. took my room. The same room. They so did. they're closer than... They're I lived in the same room. room. Me and Easton have lived in the same room together. They're closer. Well, not together. Unfortunately, not at the same time. Yeah, unfortunately. So, it was my turn to pick this week. I chose one of my all-time favorites, Stanley Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket. The reason... We've wanted Kyler on for a while because he's a big movie guy. But the reason this one specifically is Kyler and I have a big debate about which half is not even which half is the better half of the movie because it's broken up into two parts. But uh, the first half is the second half on par with the first half of the movie in terms of quality. Towards I've always said yes. Kyler's always said no. He's been uh, been pretty opinionated about that. And he's been uh, pretty heated well, yeah. debates. Not exactly the respectful type. He's not. Yeah, they've wrestled the a couple guy. times. They've wrestled physically, verbally, emotionally, spiritually. Tears and bruises. That's and now we're, we're here to, uh, yeah. In the end, it's just made us closer. That's a flat out lie. <laughs> but uh, we figured we'd bring him on this week to once and for all clear the air and decide what our thoughts are on this movie. Kyler, do you have anything you want to say? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Before Kyler goes, nope. I know you've never listened to the uh, the podcast before, Kyler. You got to be spoiler free for the first for the first part, so don't yeah, spoil. Yeah, I, I, I know the rules. I know the rules. I'm not gonna spoil. He anything. knows the rules better than us. <laughs> he created the rules. Kyler Hammurabi McCartney knows the rules. The code of Kyler. Yeah, the cock. Okay. The cock. <laughs> 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 all right kyler take it away okay so uh yeah it's it's a great film you know i think it's like the redhead stepchild of kubrick films but that's like a compliment compared to like normal films you know uh to me it is his fourth or fifth best movie obviously the holy trinity of 2001 the shining Sh- 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 and then uh, Shining, Duh. and then uh, <laughs> Clockwork Orange is just to me better movies. Now, don't get me wrong, Full Metal Jacket is a great film. It's a great movie. Uh, I love watching it every time. I, I've done the John Wayne thing ever since watching it years ago. You have, you know. Uh, you know, it's a great film. I can vouch for that. Yeah, you. You woke us up every morning at like 6 a.m. doing the John Wayne thing. <laughs> oh, howdy there. Happy Still has my alarm. Bell, 
Still have my alarm on my phone. <laughs> so. All right. Well, thank you for being on. I hope you enjoy your time on the Couch Critics podcast. Oh, I already am. Sponsored yeah. by AMC. I appreciate it, guys. Really so, um, little little confession to make. I think when we first had this debate, I uh, I had mentioned something about how it's basically in two halves, and I think I don't remember exactly, but I said, and the first half is a little, or the second half is a little different. To which Kyler like very abrasively and rudely was like, "Yeah, it's trash. <laughs> it fucking sucks. No one should watch it." And I hadn't seen it since probably early yeah. high school. So I honestly didn't remember, but just the way he got so <laughs> in my face about it made me want to defend the second half of the movie more than anything. And I think I convinced myself that it was uh, the best half in any movie history just to beat Kyler. Uh, so in watching it again, I think it actually is just as good, in my opinion, a little bit better than the first half. I know, hot take there. That is a pretty hot oh, take. It's a, no, it's really. It's second half is still good. It just like standard of grab. It's like not the best Kubrick work ever. You know, like we're talking about. Like, no, I agree. Arguably the greatest director of all time. Now he did a lot of cool things that like that you see nowadays in uh, more modern war movies. Like a lot of the screenshots that you see in the second half of that film, you see in a lot of like Save Private Ryan. You know, a great war movie that came five years after, seven years after, you know? So uh, Spielberg stole a lot from that. You see a lot in Jurassic Park, too. A lot of that, uh, the way he follows around the camera during the second part of the uh, movie. Well, interesting. Yeah, but uh, I love war movies. I love Kubrick, and I love the take on the psychological effects of warfare that this movie gives. Uh, when I watched it and loved it, as a kid, I loved it because Gunnery Sergeant Hartman says bad words. And then this time I got a lot more out of it. I agree it's not Kubrick's best work, but it's probably my personal favorite. What did you guys think about it? Well, so this is my second time seeing it. And I'm also <clears throat> pretty big Kubrick fan. Uh, the movies that Kyler mentioned, I think all of them are within my top 25, 30 movies of all time. Space Odyssey is one of my favorite movies, as all of you know. Um, I love The Shining. So, and I've been watching some more of his, I don't want to say lesser known work, because like he's an immensely popular figure. But I think ones that don't get enough debate of like his fate, of like the his best movies. Uh, so I watched like Eyes Wide Shut a couple, like a month and a half ago, maybe a month ago. I watched Mary Linden, which just two weeks ago, uh, both fantastic movies in their own respect. And then uh, just watch this for the second time. And I still think it's my least favorite Kubrick movie, but in no way is that a disrespect to the movie. Um, I do like it. I think, and we can get into this more when we're discussing maybe spoilers, but I think it almost takes too much on in the second half, which is why it can be bogged down. Not yeah. bogged down, but it's kind of confusing, um, especially like if you like read critical essays of uh from people who like study this film uh the second half is very thematically confusing uh because it wants to say a lot and it doesn't whether it has the amount of time to or whether it uh doesn't explicitly say a whole lot 
uh, is decided, and that's kind of where I stand on it as well. So that's a lot to say about that. That's all so I can say about rushed. that. I don't know if it's rushed. Um, I don't think less. It's t- less than two hours, right? And the second half, which is longer, I think by like forty-five. I mean, not by forty-five minutes, by probably like fifteen minutes. Um, tries to take on a whole lot of uh, themes that weren't rooted in the first half, so they kind of come out of nowhere. And so I think this the second half either needed to be expanded more, like maybe closer to two and a half hours or two hours and 15 minutes, or they need to take less out. I think he was just trying to reach too many things in the second half. So that's just my take on it. Interesting. What East about in. you, East on? Yeah, uh, this is actually my first time seeing Full Metal uh, Jacket. It's been on my watch list for a while, but never got around to seeing it until now. Um, with Stanley Kubrick, I'm a... I'm a big fan of two of his movies. I think this is the fourth movie of his I've seen. Um, but The Shining and A Clockwork Orange, I'm pretty big fans of. Uh, and then 2001 a Space Odyssey, I watched um, sometime this last year or something like that. And I think uh, Full Metal Jacket and 2001 a Space Odyssey, I had the same kind of problems with. And I think the main problem I have is that they feel like two mini movies that feel connected put into one movie. Um, uh, you guys have talked about part one and part two, and uh, it's pretty clear that there is a part one and a part two. And they, they of course are connected with same characters, but they feel like two different movies shoved into one movie. Uh, maybe not shoved into, but just, you know, two completely different stories uh, put into a two hour long movie. And uh, 2001 space Odyssey, I felt like did some of the same things for just a whole bunch of different stories kind of, all connected, of course, but um, hang on. Time I didn't feel out, like sorry. they were the I same. I was trying to FaceTime me. Whoops! <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Oh God! Oh, what? You're still sorry. here? <laughs> I was texting. You just want to see your face. Just want. Okay, sorry. Go on, Easton. No, you're good. Um, so, uh, like I said, I'm. I'm. I do think Stanley Kubrick is a pretty damn good. Uh, director because I thought the shining and clockwork orange are really, really, really good movies. Um, and I think full metal jacket and 2001 space odyssey are both really good as well. Uh, but I feel like they're not as good as connecting, um, all of the pieces as the other two were. Uh, and so when I was watching full metal jacket, I really liked the first half and liked what he was doing. So I guess I may be a little bit, stronger towards Kyler's position of liking the first half more than the second half. But I don't think that's necessarily because the second half was bad. I think it's because I liked the first half when I was watching it. And then the second half came and I was expecting more of the first half. Um, And it felt like I was just getting a completely different story. So uh, I mean, of course the same characters or some of the same characters. It's just, uh, I didn't like how we kind of did two separate, um, stories um between you know the first section and the in the second section so uh i mean i thought it was a good movie i again think he's a great director but uh, i i didn't like how he how he did that i think he should have tried to do something to kind of tie those two parts together more uh rather than just having the joker and uh 
you know, the cowboy or whatever being the only kind of connections between the two. Um, and this, I guess I should wait till spoilers before I talk about too much more, but yeah, I think it was a good movie, but uh, I don't think it's his best work. I, I definitely think clockwork orange or the shining is probably his better movies, but I haven't also haven't seen Dr. Strange love or eyes wide shut, which are both on my watch list. Okay. So I guess before we get into uh, spoiler territory, what would you guys um I guess if what would you uh if you would had seven it? days left to live and you had never seen this movie, would you recommend that someone spend two hours of their last seven days watching it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's fair. There's better, there's better war movies and there's better Vietnam war movies, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. You got to watch a Vietnam war movie before you pass. Yeah, it's like a... It's like what, a Love rule. and Honor? It's like a, like a, like a rule. In my book, this is probably like my third favorite Vietnam movie. I really Are you like, Forrest uh, Gump? No, I'm not counting Forrest Gump. No, I'm not. Uh, I assume Apocalypse Now is your number one. What's number two? I don't know. I don't even know that. I love Apocalypse Now. I think <laughs> not Full Metal Jacket, <laughs> which is so funny. It's so funny because it's uh, Ashim is the leading actor in my favorite Vietnam movies. Platoon, and then Apocalypse Now, Platoon. and then Platoon. Platoon is so good. Like it's. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think I'm going to put it over Apocalypse, but Platoon is a very, very good movie. I love it. William Dafoe in that movie is amazing. Like, uh, I know Thess is a big Lighthouse fan. He loves William Dafoe in that movie. Like mm-hmm. That performance in Platoon Spider-Man. blows it away. And Antichrist. Spider-Man. Oh, and Spider-Man too, yeah. And Death Note. Spider-Man 1. Yeah. Oh, Death Note. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, what's it called? Uh, Ryuk. The Ryuk. 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 He's also in yeah. Florida Project. I, I, for, oh, he's in Grand Budapest. I haven't as well. seen. I haven't seen the Florida Project yet. I heard it's really good though. I know uh, Pat good. Oswalt's in it. He's in the Last Temptation of Christ. He he plays Jesus himself. That's a that's a fantastic movie. I, 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 know, know, I know. I know a lot of Willem Dafoe movies. Oddly, you put me in the ring. Yeah, there's a lot. You put me in the ring and like <laughs> name every Willem Dafoe movie. I could probably. I would. I would ace that. <laughs> I don't think you could. Like, I think he's been in probably up, over 70 movies. Someone walks up with a gun, puts it to your head. If you can name all the William Dafoe movies. I'll chronologically, you too. You had to do it chronologically. And alphabetically. <laughs> Ooh. Best starts rattling some curveballs at me. Like, well, shit. You can go. Yeah, so now I wouldn't recommend it to somebody um, if they had seven days left to live. Uh, and they had to watch one war movie or one Vietnam movie or one Kubrick movie. <laughs> but I would recommend it if someone had a um, a longer time to live. <laughs> Not like, you know, one eight year. days. Like five years, maybe. Well, we do have the five, coronavirus going on, so. I don't even know. It's it'd be like a easy. year. You should watch oh, it sometime. <laughs> you should we watch it. Die. It's a big C. Yeah. Isn't the big C a basketball player name? Or is that the big ticket? No. I think no, the that's big the ticket. big O. It's the Oscar big O. Oscar. The big O, Oscar. Oscar Robinson. Yeah. Come on, Thess. You're supposed to be an NBA fan. The big C uh, sounds like you're supposed to be the idiot, idiot when it comes to NBA. Idiot. You know God. you're the big scum. Thess, you're out. Kyler, you're in. <laughs> I see ya. <laughs> Yay. 
So no, I do think it's a, a good war movie. Um, but I don't know if I would recommend it if someone had a year left to maybe someone had a year left to live, and I was like, here's X amount of movies to watch. Maybe on that list, what's like your, a thousand. What's your favorite war movie, Thess? Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. How about you, Easton? Yeah. Uh, I mean, off the top of my head, I'm not really sure. I'm a big Saving Private Ryan fan. I am too. Uh, yeah, so I I feel like that has to kind of hit the number one for me. The but scene, the first, without like, it all in front of me, I don't really like know. Greatest intro to any movie that's ever happened ever. Like, wow, Normandy. Yeah, when Matt Damon fell to his knees. Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, so. What so uh, Cooper? I assume this is your favorite war movie, then. Uh, this or Alien versus Predator? Yeah. Ooh, I like Breakthrough <laughs> more. I've actually never seen any Alien versus Predator movie. <laughs> They're not good, man. There's multiple. <laughs> There's two. Uh, I've seen. The, I really do like the first Predator. I think it's really good. First like Predator is really good. One and two. Aliens one and two is really good too. Aliens, one of my favorite movies. I need to rewatch Aliens because growing up, I watched I Aliens. Aliens to me is better than Aliens. I really, I really, yeah. That's so. what a lot of people say, but I really enjoyed watch rewatching Aliens. But like, cause, dude, Predator One with Schwarzenegger is pretty badass movie. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Like, it's one of those like over the top but still good movies. <laughs> so Cooper, would you? Yeah. Well, so I'd say either this or Saving Private Ryan. Okay. First Blood Part 2 is pretty dope, but it's not like a great movie. <laughs> but it's fun. That is a fun movie. Uh, so, Claude would Vodan. you... Easton, this is your first time watching it. Would you recommend it to somebody? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I would recommend it to somebody. I don't know if this would be a movie that I would say to watch if you only have seven days left to live. I think I have a couple movies that... I would say to watch before this, but I do think I don't think I'd tell anyone to watch movie any movie to watch <laughs> if they yeah, had seven exactly. days left to live. I could say go to go. France or something like go live life. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure watching movies is kind of on the top of the list of things to do. Um, this is a movie podcast. Yeah, I get with it, man. <laughs> My bad. Um, but yeah, I I do really like. The, I did like the movie so i would recommend it to somebody if they can find uh uh just a rent maybe just rent it first find it on voodoo or amazon prime to rent and and just give it a watch um i don't know if it's something i would want to watch multiple times uh but that's just me it does have a i think the first half has quite a few quotable lines that are pretty good but uh after that i think it's kind of a maybe it's just me but a a one-time watch so i think a rent would be just fine for this movie see that's uh how i thought when i was younger that the first half was better because it has those quotable lines and it's definitely more fun i guess more enjoyable to watch but i don't know this last viewing just like yeah it takes on a lot of themes in the second half but i love them all and i love like almost every line i like really analyzed and thought was just like a really good telling of just like how shitty warfare especially that war was i don't know yeah well, i just liked we... it and i enjoyed the second half better than the first this time but every other time i've enjoyed i, I guess it depends on the mood that you're in and 
You heard that. It's the spoiler horn. Spoiler We're horn. We're moving on to spoiler territories. So if you don't want spoilers for Full Metal Jacket, released in 1986. How have you guys not realized that I actually put in, a, you know, a lighthouse horn? It's just more fun doing the, the sound. Get out of here now. Well, I put in drum. both, so. Good, good. So, All right, um, so, as we've said. Cut the shit. Ba- yeah, cut the shit. It's a two-part movie. The first part is, I don't want to say silly by any way, but it's more lighthearted. I mean, it's awful, but it's more lighthearted. What? I was about to say lighthearted. What light-hearted? the fuck? <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Literally like, bully there's, there's a person to kill somebody else and shoot himself in the face. I wouldn't say it's lighthearted. Yeah, neither I would I. Just, That's why I'm still talking. I think it's rougher than the second part. Okay. Well, the second half gets pretty rough, too, so I'll it's defend Cooper rough. on that. Yeah, but... Or, or I could finish my thought that I was having, you got uh, which yeah, was... no, we'll just assume my, what you're going to hey, say. The floor is yours, bud. This is your show. Silly? Are you serious right now? This is your episode. Uh, can I talk? Okay, yeah. so... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, lighthearted, as I said, immediately after I said it was not the right word, but like Easton said, there's some funny moments in there. I guess there is in the second half, too, but it's... This, uh, this, not this general, this drill sergeant is ragging on these guys, calling them worthless. I'm sure you guys have read up on how he got that role and how he was filmed himself screaming insults for 20 minutes while people threw oranges at him. Do you guys know that? Or is that my Cooper fun fact of the day? Yeah. I did not know. I did not know that. I read that. That is a Cooper fun fact, but I did like a, uh, like a sessional, like to go over, like make sure like he was, he was a drill sergeant. In real life. Yeah. He's retired and they used him to make sure everything was good. And he saw he was so fucking good at the role. He's like, he had to give it to him. Yeah. Well, I guess he sent in that audition tape of him getting pelted with fruit while screaming for like 20 minutes to get like his that. foot in the door. And then Kubrick said no. And his response was like, stand up right now. And he like shouted at him like a drill sergeant. And I guess Kubrick just like, subconsciously like stood up and listened to him and he was like whoa okay you, you got the part and then also he like wasn't allowed to talk to the the rest of the cast in between takes and stuff they didn't let him like meet him before and stuff so pretty much his whole role on the set was just to be a drill in, sergeant yeah to be a drill sergeant so he's i mean it's the marines it's like one of the considered tougher branches of the military i mean a lot of infantrymen stuff they're building up these dudes, you have this character, Joker, who's a goofball, but he says he joins the Marines to kill. So he thinks at his beginning of the movie that he's going to be this killer. Uh, Private Pyle has no idea what he's getting into. He's laughing at Hartman. He is obviously not taking it seriously. You're just introduced to these characters. The first half is him kind of breaking them down. Pyle obviously hits a mental block, for lack of a better word. Starts to degrade deteriorate starts to go downhill mentally <clears throat> Hartman cannot motivate him so he decides every time he fucks up the rest of the platoon is going to do push-ups so they in his sleep what's the term for it Kyler I know there's like a word for it where they cover him with the blanket and they beat him with bars of soap are you seeing Kyler like, has done that beat him <laughs> 
What? No, what? Hazing? I don't know. What is it? What's it no, called? that's like a thing. Hey. Like, that's, I don't know. They it's didn't like, just make that sure up. Sure, there's a prison term for it. I don't know. There's like a prison term for it. I don't fucking know. Okay. They beat the shit out of me. You can play dumb all you want, but we all know that you've done it to multiple people. <laughs> but, uh. You'll watch yourself, Hassel. So then, and then final. It's called a blanket party. Final warning. He, uh. You know, the end of the first. Total blanket party, Cooper. Okay. Or soap party. So. Thank you. So you're not stupid. There is a term for it. So as. So as Pyle finally loses his whole grip on his sanity. The very last night he's named an infantryman. You think he's going to go do good, be a big soldier man. And then he shoots his sergeant and himself. In the bathroom. Dun, dun, dun. In front of Joker, yeah. too. In front of Joker, which yeah, is a big turning up. point for Joker. You notice in the first half of the movie, Joker is not... I mean, he makes that one joke, but he really doesn't make any other jokes. Whereas in the second half, he's kind of coming to his own, and he's cracking wise cracks left and right. We, really didn't talk we can save that for later. Yeah, that's spoilers I mean, in the no second one half. Realized. No one really well, talks. No, this is spoiler territory. That's another reason I like the second half so much is that it kind of fleshes out more characters. Well, I guess mostly just Joker. But also, See, but that's why I, that's why I didn't uh, like the second half I as much. I don't know, man. Because it, it feels like it didn't really take what the first half did. Like It didn't look like Joker really had to deal with seeing somebody that he had spent time with shoot himself in the face and his sergeant. It just you know, felt like, oh, okay, well, this is just another war movie on the second half. So, well, I mean, by the I second like they half, they've all kind of accepted that they've seen horrible things. And I mean, you see them laughing with like dead Viet Cong soldiers all the time and they're, they're almost not even human anymore. Well, the interesting so. about that in the second half <clears throat> is that Joker hasn't been out to um, the field. So they call it. And yeah. so he's seen as like, I think this innocent character that is, and we'll talk about it more in the second half of the movie. Um, but like the innocent character dealing with like the rivet to depravity of human evil and just having to come to terms and grips with that. And, um, but yeah, the first half for me, um, personally, I think I'm more on board that the second half, although it didn't flesh out as much, I mean, did not as much as the first half, but it, it doesn't flesh out all its themes clearly is still uh, more important thematically and maybe better, in my opinion, than the first half. Because I think the first half, it gets kind of clouded with a lot of, like, humor and private... Um, I mean, Sergeant uh, Hartman is just laughing, and he's... he's uh, I mean, not laughing. He's, like, yelling at him, and it's funny because he's calling them bad names. And Pyle's funny because he's fat and stupid, or, you know, whatever. George, so, can I pet the rabbits? <laughs> So, what? Yeah, what'd you say? I made a mice th- joke. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, nice. um, he is like a Lenny from of mice and men. So, is that and the I think what? Is that the bassist? No, he's the slow brother in mice and men. Yeah, you know, he's, 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 he's the drums or... No, he's oh he the book. Yeah, the book. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. There's a. Yeah. I forgot there's a band. Called I forgot Float there's Mice a book. Look at us. Who would have thought? 
Who would have thought? So just um, a little joke uh, there. But the the whole movie's <laughs> kind of the the um it opens up an interesting thing that it opens up with is them like shaving their heads, which is like a really weird way to open up a, a war movie because you know like oh yeah they're shaving their heads it's it's war it's what happens in boot camp but it's also like they're going from a transformation in all these stages so like shaving their heads is some sort of transformation physical transformation that's supposed to represent throughout the film a character or some sort of internal transformation that then happens so these people are then transformed into killing machines that think less of the enemy that they're fighting for and that's kind of what the whole film is discussing in a way to some degree yeah i can agree with you thess that the second half of the movie did a better job, you know, having a thematic, you know, point to it. Uh, it had more themes to it. Uh, but I, I felt like the first half had a better, uh, I felt like it connected better in a movie sense, but, uh, there was a lot more going on in the second half and it did a good job of communicating, uh, what men in Vietnam, Vietnam war felt. So, I, I can definitely agree that that second half did a good job of communicating what uh, those men felt and having a that theme. But uh, I still felt like the first half was was better when it came to a movie, uh, just being able to connect all the characters together. But I I do like what you said when it said that uh, um, did a good job of of having it, you know, with communicating themes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. So the, uh, what are they called? People going through basic training. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Boot camp. Privates. Yeah. Just privates. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, they all, they all shave their heads. So they start on equal ground. Right. Isn't that why the military does that? So that no, I think it's equal. more like a uh, formal unity thing. You know, like there's no individuality. Yeah, that's oh, kind of great, but like you're a... both hitting on the same point. I mean, there could be like multiple reasons why they do it. Community. It's also speed, so safety. Yeah, safety, simplicity. You don't want your hair. You don't want your hair getting caught on stuff. They want to break you down too, and that's a good way to demoralize you too. Right? Okay. Well, how I always understood it was that everyone starts when you join the military. You are no yeah, one, and you start ground zero. So that's why mm-hmm. they shave your head, and so that's yeah, that's was part why of it. I like that as the intro also. Mm-hmm. yeah because like they all kind of go through this thing together or most of them go through this thing together and they only go through like the, the war itself together as well so <clears throat> yeah but first half is it's good it's entertaining but i think the second half has a little bit more themes and content to chew on but yeah that's just me. yeah i guess my biggest problem is i wish they just done a, a better job of uh, doing a, a better transition from the first half to the second half, which I felt like they didn't do. They just did uh, Piles uh, kind of, I mean, shoots his uh, drill sergeant and then shoots himself and then just jumps straight into the second half. And I feel like they did a good job of transitioning to uh, the characters that were in the first half to the second half. And I think that's why I didn't like the second half as much because there was a whole entire hour of film before that. And they, you know, I just feel like none of it really transferred well to the second half. So how I saw it was it's a story about getting into warfare and then warfare itself. 
Whereas by the end of the first half, you think, holy crap, that was insane. I'm not going to see anything worse than that because you're just blown away when he, I mean, I, I've seen it before, but I guess you haven't. So you probably yeah. were surprised when he shot himself. Oh in the yeah, head. for sure. And it's very tense. It's right in the middle. It cuts out and you think like, wow, that is the darkest thing I'll probably see in this movie. And then Joker himself later when he's talking, when he does the pilgrim thing, he's saying, you know, like, you know, I've, I've seen some shit. Like I've seen dark stuff. And then I forget his name, but the dude whose name is probably Bobby or something. He wears like short sleeves and he runs around with a light machine gun all the time. The badass. He says, no, because you don't have the stare. And Joker's kind of like, well, whatever. We've I've seen just as much as you. And then later, final spoiler, of course, when he gets his first person, he actually kills himself. He just stares for like 15 seconds. So it's, I saw that as like, uh, yes, it's really dark and fucked up, but it gets well, way worse yeah. later. You know, when you see that character like mowing down civilians or they're taking a picture with the dead Viet Cong, they're talking about how they treat this prostitute. It's almost like yeah. they're not even human anymore. And, you know, earlier when you were blown away that one guy killed one person and himself, now you're almost like, that was crazy, but not as crazy. So that's how I saw that context. I didn't, I think you think that they're very separated, but I kind of link them more together after, I don't know, just watching it quite a few times and thinking about it like that. That's just what I got out of it. Kyle, are you asleep over there? No, I'm just waiting my, for my turn. I'm just listening. I don't want to say just anything. Jump oh, it's, in whenever. it's your turn now, Kyle. Oh, I, well, uh, there's some things I really agree with you, Cooper, but there's a lot of things I, dis- I disagree. And uh, just to start out, you know, uh, you think that Joker thinks he's some big killer. I think starting out, Joker is just being a sarcastic asshole. You know, I, I think Joker knows he doesn't want to be in the military. He wants something to do with this. He uh, cocks off to uh, the gunny sergeant because he's just being a sarcastic asshole. That's what he does, you know. I think uh, Joker and Pyle are both very, very similar in, in the first part of the movie. They're both innocent characters. And we see two different uh, almost coming-of-age stories play out in front of us. You know, we see innocence change. Uh, as it goes yeah. on, you see... You see uh, Pyle, he even grows as a character, as does uh, Joker, you know, as they go in the first part of the movie through the different trials and tribulations they have during the basic training. And you see Joker kind of, kind of becomes a leader. He becomes this ideal soldier at basic training. And, you know, obviously what happens to Pyle is he breaks, you know. He, he gets over the hump, you know. He becomes a good soldier, you know, but at that point, you know, he he had changed, you know. He had he, he basic training broke him as a person, and obviously it came off to the point where he killed Gunny Sergeant, Drill, uh, Drill Sergeant Gunny, whatever his name is, and then he killed himself. Now you go see that before that happened, you know, ideal soldier that Joker became, he still, he walked away from the infantry, you know? He wanted to become a journalist because, you know, he knew. He, he's a smart guy. And then it cuts to the second part of the movie and it comes to more of a duality of man. And you see a very, a very good uh, representation of this is Joker. He wears the helmet that says born to mm-hmm. kill. 
yeah, he wears and the, the peace sign. The peace sign, you know. You uh, you don't you don't know which way he's gonna go. He hasn't broke yet as a person. You know, he's not one of the animals at war. He's uh, he's avoided that so far. And there's three different segments that go around the second part of the movie, and it's good. The second part's really good and all that, but it fails towards the end. And before I get there, I just want to break down the different steps. And the first step you have is. They're sitting around the news table and they're joking and, you know, the his boss says, hey, Joker, I need you to lie about these war stories. We have to make it seem that we're winning the war. It has to look good to the people. And, you know, Joker uh-huh. doesn't want to do that. He tells him to fuck off, you know, because he has his moral compass. He's good. He won't do something like that. And then two is when the Tet Offensive happens and uh, shit gets kind of real. You know, that kind of rattles him a little bit, but it doesn't break him. Not there yet. He hasn't changed the person at all. And then we get to when he's actually going into war and he's in the helicopter and that guy is just gunning down uh, civilians. You know, I can't remember what the quote was. Uh, Best, you know what he says? He thinks says war is hell, right? Guns. War is hell, and boy, something like that. I can't remember. He said something. You're talking you know, about when he says, uh, how do you shoot women and children? He says, easy, you just got to yeah. lead them. Yeah, yeah. Lead. something like that, but he, he says something towards the end of it, and it's like it's almost like a checkpoint. Like this is another spot where we get to see uh, Joker's character because that you can see it disgusted him. You know, he wasn't a, he wasn't about what that guy was doing still. You know, and uh, another point is we go, you meet Lieutenant Touchdown, and now we finally meet up with Cowboy, his friend from basic training. Which another part I have a problem I have with this movie is that we really didn't get much camaraderie built up between cowboy and joker we had the bathroom scene where he tried to uh get the picture of his sister or whatever the, the you know uh, he also confines with him in uh about pile as well about pile yeah but like about talking about the rifle i could talk more about that too but you get the gist that pile broke you know but we get to uh another point is when when the, the guy is sitting there and he's playing with the dead body, the, the dead Viet Cong. And once again, you see some of that checkpoint for Joker. Is he cool with this, something like this? Or is he disgusted? He's still disgusted. And now we get to the scene where the sniper happens. And one by one, each soldier is being picked off, you know. And we have the brute character, the animal, animal, what is his name? Animal lover, animal mother. Mm-hmm. What's the sort of, Whatever this animal. Or whatever animal, I said his name was know. earlier. Animal. He's yeah. pretty much the protagonist of the second path of the movie. The last 15 minutes of the movie, really. And we, they kind of, they kind of forced that problem into, I feel like almost the last 15 minutes itself is a lot different than the rest of it. Cause it's when the, the you know, the climax of the movie happens and, when Cowboy finally dies, is another checkpoint for uh, Joker, and I feel like, yeah, he's really sad, but he's he's still being affected. He's not he's not he's not uh, numb to war yet. And then they finally get the sniper and they shoot her and they gun her down. Is when the point of does he break or he does not break? To me, this is where I feel like Kubrick really dropped the ball because I. I know he finally does uh, go against his will because you notice in the first part of the movie when they're getting, they're all beating the shit out of Pyle and 
you know, uh, Joker struggles to hit him at first. Yeah. But then he, he goes him like he, 10 and times. He, and then he actually, Cowboy says, do it, do it. And he actually does it, you know. He finally breaks and does it, you know. And I feel like the same thing happened again with the gun. I don't feel like Joker ever changed as a character, you know. We never saw a breaking point like we did with Kyle. We saw a different turnout uh, of war, you know. I feel like the war didn't break him. He he still, he didn't walk away. He he didn't let that girl die in pain. He took her out of the misery. A lot of people think that in itself is him being numb, but you know he he went against what everybody else wanted to do. Everybody else wanted to leave and let her suffer. You know he did the he did the right thing, the moral thing to do, and put her out of misery. And I feel like Kubrick didn't get a good enough job at that last scene to really make uh, people feel that Joker himself changes the character. I feel like Joker is the same character he was from day one. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that change. I don't feel like he changed as a person. I feel like, you know, he's gonna walk away from the war. Obviously, a little scar tissue. He's also fucked up shit. He's not gonna walk away from it perfect, but his, his, as his, his morality of a character didn't change. He's, he's not any less immune to anything the war had to give him. You know, that's just my take on the movie and why I was very dissatisfied with the second half. You know, it didn't. I, I don't feel like it paid out. He sat there for two hours of a movie and the very end didn't pay out. As in the first half, there was a payout. You know, Kyle shooting Gunny Sergeant and killing himself was a huge payout for that first half of the movie. You know, like it's like, wow, holy shit, that's crazy. That was awesome. You know, I really like that actor. I can't remember his name, but I really like him in uh as Kingpin and Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really Talk good actor. And... What? I was going to ask you, like, couldn't you, um, this could be an open question for all of us, you you mentioned these two really interesting points that I I, uh, had some thoughts on as well, but these, like, two key moments, uh, like, with him and Pyle, like, when he's, like, debating on killing him, I mean, not killing him, but hitting him with soap, and then Mercy killing the woman, could you say Mm -hmm. that his, his maybe moral action didn't change, because they're both still causing, quote-unquote, pain? but the motive was different and that's like his actual character change. So his motive, I don't feel like there was a revenge. You think it was, you know, Pyle acted out of revenge. He wanted to kill Gunny because Gunny broke him. He hated him. I don't think. Oh no, no. I meant, I meant Joker. Sorry. Joker um, hitting Pyle. That was out of some sort of this animalistic, maybe like, evilness to hurt somebody but else. he had to fight that he had to fight it he didn't break he didn't give right well he you gave know? in to the first time but he then the second in, time second time he didn't so he changed the character then you know like he didn't walk away i guess see that's my problem we we don't as but great he still gave it a, he, stanley kubrick is is that we don't we didn't it wasn't the, it wasn't a clear message it wasn't like oh wow like holy shit you know joker changed the person i thought joker it's almost like meat and potatoes we're comparing, you know, like the soap thing to him mercy killing that girl. Yeah, I will. I, I almost think I almost think it should have been vice versa, you know. I feel like uh, it shouldn't like have been him shooting him the soap? girl, but him. No, no, no. I'm talking about the very end of the killing. I think he should have said they should have saved her somehow against the other soldiers' uh, wishes. Mm-hmm. to really sell that point instead of like shooting her because a lot of people are going to see him shooting her as a violent act 
that he yeah, gave I, in I, instead I, of the I guess I'm seeing you know what I'm saying? You're saying now. I just That's think I, it's I just have, I have a big I have a big issue with the ending in that movie. Yeah. So I guess we can just move on to the second half in general. So uh, yeah, since, it's, it's, and maybe connect maybe some themes to the first it, half. To me, well. it's like more of a drag, you know. Yeah, it just drags on. There's some cool parts. You know, there's I will say the second part was so amazing, about the second part of the movie that you really get into is the camera work. You know, Kubrick's camera work in that second second part of the movie is really great. There's some amazing shots. A lot of yeah, those like sniper tra- shots are really cool. The tracking shots and too. Ha- yeah, the tracking shots as they follow them through the different buildings. And that's what I they get create- to. They use that a lot in Saving yeah. Private Ryan, and uh, mm-hmm. Spielberg uses a lot of his movies like Jurassic Park. A lot of the tracking shots in Jurassic Park. Or because Stanley Kubrick's tracking shots in uh, Full Metal Jacket. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Cooper, we're going to say sorry. No, 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 you're good. I was going to say I, I can definitely see your point of uh, Pyle and Joker are two sides of the same coin in a way. They're the first two to really get in trouble for like fucking up majorly on day one, and then they handle it differently. Joker says, "Okay, I'm not going to do that anymore." Pyle kind of says, "Like, oh, I'm screwed." So it's kind of a. It's not really about their actions. It's not. It's not really about their actions. It's more about their person. Their, 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 what kind of people they are. They're both innocent people. They're innocent. They're not. They're not like you said. You think Joker was a killer? Or thinks he's a killer? He's not. He's he was a sarcastic asshole. He wants nothing to do. Well, with I was violence. gonna. That's why I was gonna disagree to with you there. Journalism. I think that he does. I think he does think that he's a killer at that point. I think him and Pyle both just underestimate the Marines and don't exactly know what they've signed up for. They didn't sign up. It's a draft. They're all drafted. Okay, well, you know what I mean, though. I don't think they're. I think they've underestimated what they're getting into. That's what I'm saying. I don't I think know what Joker you mean, does think. I that, disagree with you. Okay, but you know what I mean by signing up. I didn't mean they went down and smiled and said, "Yeah, I'll join the Marines." I think they haven't quite realized how serious what they're about to get into is, which is boot camp and then the Marine Corps itself. So I think Joker. I don't think he's being sarcastic there at that point. I think he was being sarcastic before, but he really believes that he is this killer and that's what he's going to do. I just don't think he's taking it that seriously yet. I think Pyle thinks the same thing, but it's more just, I'll be all right. It'll be okay. And then Joker learns he's not this killer. So he progresses as well as he can and then decides he's going to be a journal journalist, writer, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas Pyle just kind of gives up hope, loses his grip on his sanity, shoots his sergeant and himself. So I guess yeah. I I agree with you that they're similar. I strongly disagree that Joker hasn't changed by the end of the movie, though. I think he's changed a lot. Um, and I know you didn't like that there wasn't a clear motive for how he killed her at the end. Um, well, I kind of saw it more. Kill. It was a clear motive. It was mercy. Mercy killed. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not motive. My bad. You thought the ending wasn't clear enough. I liked how like you were talking about earlier, he has born to kill, but also a peace sign. He's almost kind of stuck in the middle of what character he wants to be. And the end is kind of muddy because yeah, it's a mercy kill, but also he kills somebody and now he's traumatized from that. And he got the thousand yard stare that he was talking about earlier. So yeah, yeah it's a horrible thing to do to kill somebody, but also he did it for a good reason. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of ambiguous thing about the thousand yard stare too, is that, um, uh, it's like a celebratory thing, like amongst the Marines. Yeah, something you want to get. Yeah, or like, you know, Dragon this like Knights. exclusive club that only a few, couple people join. But Joker, when he gets it, he's it's like a, it's he's horrified at it. So 
Um, second half, <clears throat> personally for me, like like all these themes that we're touching on, and some of them do resonate in the first half, like the depravity of human nature that Joker as an innocent character deals with. Like his first contact is Hartman and how awful of a person he is. Second half is, I mean, second time is like when Pyle shoots himself or like within himself when he hits Pyle, I guess, or has the whole entire core just beat on Pyle. And the third is like, you know, then he sees Pyle kills himself and he sees the totality of like what evilness and human nature can actually do. And then second half, like they do continue that. And I do think it is a theme that they deal with pretty well. Um, but second half, like, then there's also, like, the the psychological effects of war. Um, they also want to say something about, like, uh, like, I know some people, like, some critics say there's some issue with, like, pornography and sex involved in the second half as well. That's not clear in the first half. So uh, I think just... Some stuff rings in the first half that's then carried out the second one, and then some parts don't ring in the second half as well, or some are just inserted on top of it, I think just being wanting to be like a an actual war movie. So that's like some of my, some of my issues with the second second half is that it's not uh, as long as it needs to be. I think personally, so. yeah, I see that. Yeah, I, it is pretty short. And I feel like a lot happens from point A to point B, and that what does happen just. You know, it's like it's not like it's not like anything crazy happens until like last like ten minutes of the movie. Like a, yeah, like a well, war movie should like a war movie should you know like the the stereotypical war movie is action packed you know and there's not really any action until like there is some action you know like the ten offensive and then the guy shooting at the helicopter and, and then it's a lot of it was raining you know type right. Talking. And I, I, and I, we should probably give some time for Ethan to say because, but I'm just gonna make this point. I think like the movie like Apocalypse Now handles a lot of the themes that it wants to handle in this one a lot better. Yeah, like that deal to with me like, is the ultimate form of duality of man. You have, yeah, you have you have Charlie Sheen hunting this monster, not Charlie Sheen, but uh, is talking about fucking Charlie Sheen's dad's again? name, Martin Sheen. Martin like, Sheen hunting this monster and then he becomes the monster himself, you know, it is freaking just amazing. You know, like it's an incredible movie. It's an incredible movie. You know, like Marlon Brando literally stands there and doesn't say a word for 30 minutes. Well, it's like one of the greatest. Well, it's one of the greatest. Oh, we can't. Well, it's not a movie. It's not about Cooper, this. Oh, Cooper hasn't seen it yet. So like, it is a good movie. I was, I'm not spoiling anything. Marlon Brando just stands there for 30 minutes and say a word. It's like one of the greatest. And dies. Of all time. He does do okay. really good in that, so. Yeah, oh I haven't gosh, seen that one yet. Movie. I need to. That's like a top three war movie to me. Same here, man. That's a great so. War of the Worlds, Alien vs. <laughs> war of the Worlds. <laughs> Shout out to my boy, Tom uh, Cruise. Spike Tommy hits Cruise. Three. Spike hits three. Game over. Ethan, do you have anything to add on to uh, any of that? What's what's your favorite Spy Kids? <laughs> what's my favorite Spy Kids? Uh, probably Shark Spy Boy Kids Lava- 3D. I don't think you can go against Spy Kids 3D. Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Shark Boy and Lava Girl, yeah. No, no, dude. That, that's shit compared to Spy Kids 3D. Yeah. You're shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true, but that doesn't mean 
Lava Girl and Shark Boy is also shit. <laughs> Damn, really makes you think. <laughs> Produced by executive producer Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I it's a good I think movie. he is. His buddy made them all. I'm just saying. I'm sure he's a producer of it. What, Lava Girl? You think Harvey Weinstein? What if Harvey Weinstein's a producer in those movies? Someone Google that real quick. I Okay. Does anyone I'm else sure have he is. anything to say? <laughs> I'm just saying, did uh, Spy, did uh, Lava Girl and Shark Boy have Anthony or Antonio and Sounded out. Uh, Banderas? Yeah, I don't think for so. Sure. It was a Rodriguez movie. He's in all of Rodriguez's movies. Okay. Did anyone else have any more comments about Full Metal Jacket? <laughs> yeah, you guys have pretty ham on it. Do you guys want to put a rating on it? Do we want to put a rating on it? Kyler, what's your out of five stars? Let me check what I put on the fucking. Okay, Thess, out of five stars, what um, do you give Full Metal Jacket? Wait, wait, before Thess goes at this, I do have to say, uh, I think the reason why I didn't like the second half as much as the first half is because I had recently seen Apocalypse Now, and I think it does a better job, I think like either Thess or uh, Kyler was saying, I think it does a better job of kind of uh, showing the themes of... Uh, people living with Vietnam war and the decisions they had to make. So maybe that's why the reason why I didn't like the second half as much as maybe you did Cooper. Like I liked the first half because I hadn't really seen a movie that kind of dealt with that as much as this movie did. And in the second half, I think apocalypse now did a better job of showing that. And I think apocalypse now came out before yeah, uh, a full metal jacket did. did. So, all right. So what um, would you give it out of five? <clears throat> um, I would give this movie. I st- I still give it a three out of five. I still think it was a a good movie, a really good movie. But um, I definitely think there are a lot three and a half better movies wow. out there. Yeah, well, uh, Kyler, not all of us have no. That's what I'm saying. I completely mine's, despicable. Mine is uh, star rating system. My star rating is usually really rough. It's usually really brutal. And I gave this movie. I think I think it's higher than three and a half. I think it's about four at four range, like right under four. I'm going to give it four because I'm rounding up. Thanks, man. That means okay. a lot to me. That's a, yeah, that's Kyler, a up instead of down. Kyler, I'm on the same side as you. Uh, I, I, it's, it's a movie, I think, between three and a half and four, but I respect Kubrick as a, as a filmmaker, and I like what this movie tries and attempts to do, so I probably would give it a four stars. There's a lot of cool things. Yeah, well, Tess, your you know? your letterbox says three and a half, so yeah, I'm gonna move it up. I was that's what I put it when I was going through my movies and rating them. I gave it three and a half originally, but then upon the second watch, I wrote I put it up to a four. I want to go back to the statement I made earlier. Oh, well, uh, I want to go back to the statement I made earlier. Like I called this movie Stanley Kubrick's redheaded stepchild. I still gave it a four. That's like the it actually has blonde I gave hair. That man. You know, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's a great movie. Great just has freckles. You know? freckles. Yeah, it just has freckles. Still kind of funny, though. Yeah, you can tell it's a little awkward, but it just has freckles. So, so when you I said I respect, 
Kubrick. I respect Kubrick. I thought you said I respect Cooper. I do not. And that's why you give it as take, a, those, I oh, take those words I do not out of your respect mouth. Cooper. I don't want that anywhere publicly. I, I did not say that. Spread. I'm going to go on record right now. I, I just found it funny that you gave a movie a higher rating that I liked because you respect me. No, <laughs> like, well, you don't have to do that. that. So I think I give it a four and a half because it's nostalgic for me. It's like one of the first yeah, war movies sure. I ever saw. Wow, dude. Two back-to-back four-and-a-half-star movies for you. How do you feel? I feel good. It's been a good couple weeks for movies. What was the last movie you guys did? The Master. I'm behind Master. on the cast. Behind on the Master. Cast. Yeah, I'm behind, dude. I'm, I think I, cause I haven't watched Onward yet, so I didn't watch that one. I haven't on, watched that uh, one Disney movie. I know it is. I don't have Disney+. Plus. Uh, what's the movie you uh, recommended last time? I didn't watch that. It was like a school bully one. The Dirties. I don't want you to. <laughs> Please don't watch the dirties. I feel like you would just tear that movie's asshole apart and just tell me about how bad it was. <laughs> or love it. Give it five stars. I'm not ready for that. Kyler texts me some meme of Cody Parkey missing a bear, that bear's kick <laughs> against the Eagles two years ago at least once every like three months. He finds Jesus, a new meme and he texts man. it to me. <laughs> So I don't want him to watch it. <laughs> that new one was good though, dude. It was the same thing you send me every three months. <laughs> the coffin, dude. The coffin he one. Misses, the new meme. The coffin. He misses the, the kick coffin. and a song plays. <laughs> Cooper, just send him thirteen to three every time he sends you that. No, because that's what? not like a. Was that that's the not... Super Bowl score? Yeah, I don't. That's break not like the Rams scored three points in the Super Bowl. Easton, you forget, I don't break like that. Like, that, that won't phase me. <laughs> Cooper's weak or as shit. Or just send him the new Rams logo. I I don't know. Cause I watched the like, Rams like lose like okay. 13 games in a year, dude. Like Us losing the Super Bowl is a win to me. <laughs> Look at Kyler being positive. So In a way. <laughs> yeah. In a very weird way. <laughs> So, um, now Kyler, I don't know, you've, you've listened to a couple of our episodes. We usually go through now and just kind of just talk. We mentioned other movies that we've seen this week. We don't like going like another review, but we say like, Oh, I like this one. I like just highlight other stuff. So have you been watching anything this week or last week that you want to highlight? I've been, I've been gaming really hard. I've watched many movies. Nice. Nice. Watch a lot of TV shows too. You, know, you guys know me a lot. I've watched. I'm constantly watching something while I'm doing something. So, uh, what was the last movie I watched? I watched Full Metal Jacket, obviously, yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think it was my third time viewing the movie. Uh, what was the last movie I watched before that? I can't remember off the top of my head. Coward. <laughs> That's all right, Kyler. Yeah, we forgive you. Ooh, I watched uh, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. How was that? Time. I haven't it was, seen that. It was all right. It was pretty good. It, was, I, it wasn't my cup of tea, but there was some cool stuff. You know, uh, you Gary Oldman. Oh, three, three and a half, three ish. Well, this is a good full metal jacket. It's a good That's movie. It's like a five though. to me. Kyle like, is three Gary is a Old- five to me. Gary Oldman is a great actor, man. I love he that is. dude. He's one of my favorite actors. He's, he's became one of my favorite actors. Of all time, you know, I wish he'd have more uh, 
iconic roles. But mm-hmm. He's very good at his job. Dude, are you implying that his Book of Eli villain role was not an iconic role? But the thing is, even in a shitty movie <laughs> like that, he's good. <laughs> like, that might actually be the most average movie ever made. It is extremely average. No, the most average movie ever is either Solo, a Star Wars story, or, or Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. Aquaman is the most average movie I've seen. Like, like, eh, is it good? Eh, is it bad? I don't know. I don't know. The cinematography in that's like really well made. <laughs> it kind of it's elevates all CGI. the above. I know, but I just it can still be pretty. I don't want to say cinematography. Maybe just like the design of the movie is special effects. Special effects, yeah. Thank hey, you. Is hey, I'm Jason Momoa. Really you guys well have done. Fun for two and a half hours. Come on. So if you could throw two hundred million dollars into a movie, it should look good. Yeah, exactly. That's you fucking loser. <laughs> you have to make the worst superhero. No, he's not wrong. It did look good. The lamest superhero of all time. Let's be honest. Hey, I didn't say it's a good movie. I didn't, I didn't say it was a good movie. Cooper, you seem like you're an Aquaman fan. Me? <laughs> I don't dislike him. I don't know. You're a big Aquaman fan, I bet. You seem like I'm a an big Aquaman closeted guy, Aquaman yeah. fan. Aren't we all? I have like bedspreads, pajamas, shower curtain. All with Oh, I still get that shower curtain from you. (laughs) Yeah, I have two. (laughs) So, what I've been watching, uh, let's see, we did the Master. Oh, we watched all of New Girl, by the way. Sorry. I was like that. That's okay. (laughs) Uh, Did you say you watched all of New Girl? Rewatched. Yeah, a full week. Rewatched all of it for the third time. In a week? Yeah. It's like seven seasons. Yeah, seven seasons. I have it on nonstop. He's in quarantine, Cooper. Oh, yeah, I forgot that's how you watch TV shows. We watched Game of Thrones. Kyler, we started off watching it, like, together. But then Kyler got impatient and started watching it on his own. It's my first first time watching something. We would have it, like, on the big TV, and he'd walk out and be like, I remember when I was on this episode, like, taunting us for being that far behind. And he'd be like, what episode are you on? And he'd be like, oh, let me check. And he'd go in his room and look at what was playing. <laughs> He's like, oh, season six, episode two. We're like, is it just on? He's like, yeah, I fall asleep it, to it sometime. When you watch a show for like the second five. or third time, you don't have to like pay attention to everything. You know, like you get the, you've seen it already. You know, like, the first time I watch something, I'm glued in. Like you guys have seen me watch Game of Thrones live before. Like, you know how serious I take this shit. So, so yeah. We really, in hindsight, got way too hyped for that season eight. Oh my god, that was terrible, wasn't it? Well, we'll be on for another hour. Can't we wait just till talk it comes out. It. We, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna try and say everything wrong with it. I was just gonna say like we took it so seriously. We would like set alarms and stuff and make sure everyone's here and like make sure that like no one could talk at all during it. And then it just ended up sucking. But at the time, it was the greatest show of all time before that season. Before the Rip. last two seasons, yeah. yeah before the yeah, last I can't wait for season seasons. five. Can't wait for season Last five. Four seasons. Like it had it had three bad seasons in a row and it was still up there for like debate of the greatest show of all time. Well, hey, we'll just have to do a, I was a we'll review do a, of a full, Game of Thrones. Full yeah. episode sometime. So I read I, I watched <laughs> Phantom Thread. <laughs> that was one of my favorite movies. Uh Portrait of Lady on Fire. I watched that. That was okay. Very overrated, in my opinion. Did not like it. That much. 
I gave it three because it was aesthetically pleasing, but it was just very bland in my opinion. Uh, Who's America, which is that Sasha Baron Cohen show. That's pretty good. Finish that. Rear Window, Full Metal Jacket. I watched uh, Sinodosh, New York. I gave that one five stars. That was a, that's an interesting no, I've never movie. Heard of that. I've never heard of that movie. You, you have it rated on Letterboxd. What? Yeah. <laughs> you liar. No, I don't. Are you a liar that now or then? Where's so. It? Is that everything? Uh, oh, that's and an then. Uh, if I have it ranked, that's an error. I haven't seen it. And then Tiger King. Uh, my wife and I binged that. That was a lot of, that was, that was fun. <laughs> it was good. It was, it was really, fun. yeah. So like you and I knew about that story before we became popular because you were, a, I do have a ranked because we're hipsters. a once supporter. Yeah. And then, uh, but so like, that's Never crazy watched. on its own, right? You like mur- murder for hire plot, but just the, the intricacies of that, <laughs> of that story just goes so deep. It's yeah. I, I never really explored it. I just knew that he, right. Yeah. Someone, same. And same. I Wait, is this the, the movie? Off my car. That's just the movie that he builds the, the, mm-hmm. he builds the, the plane. That, yeah. I thought it was amazing. Um, in terms of like what it tried to do, very, it's not for everybody. I understand that completely, but yeah, I, I liked it a lot. That's Phil over so, Hobbit. I absolutely love You've never seen the Hobbit? <laughs> I, I, uh, I wish later, I never saw the later. Hobbit. Cooper, what have you been watching, friend? <laughs> Talking about uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah, so, I finally that was a new season. season. I, I'm catching up on. I've season only seen four, the first yeah. two episodes, but they're pretty good. I mean, they're I, as I, good well, as I've seen three and four. I've seen all of up to th- season four. I'm like halfway through season four. It's it's a really great show. You know, it's not as good as Breaking Bad, but it's a little more funnier. But it's a little yeah. more lighthearted. It's it's uh, it's very different than Breaking Bad. I think it was set up to not be as good, just from the fact that you know the ending and it's a character that you already know, kind of. But yeah, I think it's done about as well as it can be there's some parts that i'm like this is really stupid but and we're still getting saul's after story bit by piece and i love saul goodman as a character i texted this i was like i think he might be my favorite tv character of all time because everyone hates him (laughs) yeah i was gonna say he's he might be vince gilligan's best written character yeah and that's just he just don't stop (laughs) everyone that meets him Fucking well, hates him. Well, he's also very like a nuanced character, and like I know he says the same Breaking Bad, but like you know, Walter White's this like Shakespearean character of Jesse, who's also a kind of a nuanced and this duality of a character. But I think this there's so many little intricacies of Saul of Saul's good character that um, Bob Odenkirk plays really well. So, so yeah, I'm yeah, a huge awesome. Bob Odenkirk fan. Uh, he's a big comedy guy. He came out of comedy. Yeah, he wrote for SNL for a year or two, and I love him and David Cross. I was say I saw a, a picture t- of them playing GameCube. They, they had a TV show in the '90s called uh, Mr. Show. Oh my god, it's one of my favorite sketch comedy shows of all time. It just it's so fucking different. Every every sketch goes into the next one, and they might be like completely different, but they somehow play into each other. It's fucking amazing. Check it out. It's like four or five seasons. It's on like HBO. Okay. Uh, Cooper. I will check it out. Uh, you like it, Cooper. I bet you like it. It's um, strange. You like it, Cooper. 
I will check it out. I love both of those actors. Um, but yeah, been catching up with Better Call Saul. I watched the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie on mute while I was FaceTiming with my friends. Ooh. Uh, it Dude, uh, Megan Fox? <laughs> it holds up. No, 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 not that one. The 1990s one. Oh, boo. <laughs> the one where uh, uh, Master Splinter's origin story was that he was a rat that was owned by a karate master and he watched his karate master and he practiced all the moves as a rat. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's and then classic, he gets the potion dude. spilled on him, so he's like already a master. I was like, that's a his origin story. When I first watched that. Yeah, yeah, dude. He's like, it shows that's a rat real? fighting in a cage. It's yeah, real, yeah. Those first three in the cartoon, he's just a rat. And then he gets the potions and then he gets good at karate. But in the movie, he's a rat that's really good at karate. And then he just gets <laughs> bigger and gains sentience, I guess. That's absurd. That's amazing. Well, yeah, dude, it's, awesome. dude, it's fantastic. He's got the potion got bigger. Yeah, so God. that's pretty much all the potion does. It just makes him bigger and it lets him speak English. Other than that, Candy he was like a really Splinter. accomplished karate fighter. Because Splinter yeah. killed his master. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. Sorry to spoil that one for a future episode. <laughs> uh, I hopped on that horror streaming service called Shudder. Nothing has really piqued my interest yet. But one of these days, I'll watch something on there. Probably the third uh, House of a Thousand Corpses movie. House of 3,000 Corpses. House of 3,000 Corpses. Do you like those movies? I know it's a huge cult following of those movies. I've never watched them before. It's not my shtick. House of 1,000 Corpses was okay. I remember liking (laughs) Devil's Rejects quite a bit better. But they're really weird. I mean, they're Rob Zombie movies. So it's like... I'm not a Rob Zombie guy at all. Yeah, he's a... My friend John and I used to just watch those like our freshman, sophomore year and just kind of like... He's like... Rob Zombie's like this. goes... He's like the exact opposite of Wes Anderson. Uncreative. Uh, Wes Anderson movie. If there was a if there was a win, a ying to the yang of, a, of directors, it's Anderson, Wes Anderson, and Rob Zombie. Yeah, Dwight gets his hand cut off in House of a Thousand Corpses, and then they uh, like cut off the top half of his body and put like the bottom half of a mermaid on it. <laughs> a weird movie but nope. we'll see I, i'll probably cancel that before i get billed i got like a free <laughs> month and nothing on her is very good ggs yeah ggs, GGs. f g f and g's Ethan, uh, have you been watching Ethan, what have you been watching uh i watched I watched Instant Family, which is a Mark Wahlberg movie that I found on HBO Go. That was pretty decent. Just a comedy. They Came Together, which has uh, Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd. That was literal shit. Uh, terrible movie. Uh, I watched The Way Back, which we may do an episode. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And it was terrible. I'm in Newport. Um. I watched The Way Back, which we might do an episode of that, so I won't say my exact rating, but it was pretty good. Um, Flower, which has an actress that I've kind of liked throughout the last month or so. I've seen a couple of her movies, Uh, Zoe Dutch. um, It was an okay movie. She definitely has better ones. But, uh, yeah, I watched that one. Um, I watched uh, The Lobster, 
which I did not like at all. I know Kyler, I think, likes that one. I think, I think that was the first movie, movie I saw that liked that not one. like amazing, and, but, you know, for that, I really like this, the new film studio. You know, let's make all these good movies. What's it called? Uh, they like A24. Right yeah, yeah. I think yeah, A24 does a good job, but I like the first maybe 40 minutes of this movie, but the last hour was a weird, not my cup of tea, man. Weird, it was weird yeah. from the start. It was weird from the start, but I, I liked the, I kind of liked what it was doing the first 40, 45 minutes. But after that, it, it kind of lost me with when he decided to just leave and become a, a loner and everything. And then kind of describing that life <laughs> just wasn't, I, <laughs> just, I didn't like it. It plays on the whole all. thing of like, Life's like, oh, it's not, you're single, you know, like, it's super expensive being a single in like London. It's just, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it, it definitely was weird, but I, I, I liked the weird in the first part, just didn't like the weird in the second part. So, uh, I'm sure it's for some people. It's on Netflix. So, I mean, you can, I guess, give it a shot if you want to, but it just wasn't really my thing. But, yeah, those are kind of the movies I watched this last week. We've been watching The Outsider as well. So kind of getting through that HBO first season. And then once uh, Westworld comes out with the rest of their episodes, I'll probably finish season three of that. But Houston, I really didn't like yeah, season that's what two. I've been watching. Did you say you've been using my HBO Go that I canceled? That still no, works I, found out, <laughs> I found out that... Uh, Tristan's parents have HBO uh, okay. and it auto logged into them. Okay. Yeah. Garden yeah. still on there. I would say you should probably yeah. uh, give me that login because I'll also be using that. <laughs> nope, never mind. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I I found out that uh, I guess I had it signed in under I don't know my phone or mm-hmm. ESPN or something. It just like auto logged in from that one. Uh, so yeah, I found out I still had ESPN or not ESPN, uh, HBO go yeah. through her parents. So we've been watching the outsider and we've watched a couple of movies. That's where we found flower and instant family. So well, does anyone else have anything? But yeah. To once what's world comes out with the rest of their episodes, we're going to, at least I'm going to watch that one. Cause I like season one and two a lot. I'm going to watch onward tomorrow. Do it. That's good. Do it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Then we'll do an Onward Part Pixar, 2 episode man. featuring Kyler. Cooper loved it. Kyler just fucking hates it. <laughs> then you hate it you too. Know, fuck, fuck Tom Holland. Fuck uh, Speaking of that, Cooper, have you seen, like, the, did you ever rewatch the first 20 minutes? No, I haven't. I I bo- fun fact, my <laughs> boss's name's Tom Holland, so let's uh, take that, that back. Fun, I want to make that, Tyler make that clear fact. that I'm talking about the actor, not my boss. Yes. So. boss's name was Colson. <laughs> That's cute. Shout out Colson. Thought you were gonna thought you might get a little angry there. That was just No. Colson's a good guy. I know if I made <laughs> Okay, before we go down that road. <laughs> Thanks everyone for watching. This Listening. has been Full Metal Jacket. Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Uh, make sure you hit the couch and watch some movies. Yeah, goodbye, guys. See thank ya. Thank you, Kyler, for coming on. Yeah, thank Thanks you, for Kyler. having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. It was a great time. Oh, yeah. Kyler, do you want to shout... I really rushed that ending, my bad. Um, do you want to shout out your social media? Oh, we should probably shout out our social no. media.
Because I'm a libertarian and I don't believe in people. All right, so Kyler gets no clout here. You don't so, believe in Cooper, social media? Cooper, where can we media? find you? You don't think he exists? No, I believe in social media. I just don't want people having my social media I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm on Twitter and Letterboxd as Codename Coop. I'm on uh, Letterboxd as my name's Thess Kazak, and it's linked to my Twitter. You can find me at Dr. Thess. So, yep. I have a P.O. box that will tell you the address (laughs) to. Thanks, Kyler. You can find me at uh, Eastern Moore IV or Eastern Moore 4 on Letterboxd and Twitter, and then make sure to follow our uh, Couch Critics Twitter at Couch Critics Pod. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure to uh, rate and review so other people can find our podcast as well. Please. So thank you everyone for listening. See you, Couch Nation. Peace out, Couch Nation. Bye, ladies and boys. Do I hit pause? (laughs) Leave that in. No, you just stop it. (laughs) Yeah, leave that in. I hit stop, right? What do I hit stop? We'll hit stop now.